Red on Red. This week in the podcast, we're joined by Indie Cork Music Director Tony Langwa ahead of the festival's seventh instalment happening next week.
Keelan Sherlock with brand new single Shades of You and Elaine Malone with My Baby's Dead playing Ireland Music Week happening all this week in various venues around Dublin in this particular case they're playing on Saturday night at the Grand Social as part of the night's showcasing gigs with a double bill of Cork Psych Rock action alongside all of the showcasing artists happening there more information available at Ireland Music Week on social media and for those of you that are on Twitter make sure to check out the Ireland account at Ireland uh, for exclusive insights to the running of the festival alongside festival director Angela Dorgan this is Red on Red Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday evening via Cork's Red FM and redextra.ie we're also available on Apple and Google Podcasts Spotify and wherever else you listen I'm Mike McGrath-Brien and this week we're joined in studio by Music Programme Director and Managerial Committee Member of Indie Cork Film and Music Festival, Tony Langwa, ahead of their 7th annual week-long programme. Enchanted to be here, Mike. And enchanting to have you here. That is happening <laughs> October 6th to 13th with loads on from film and related workshops to gigs and music documentary screenings. And for more information, go to IndieCork.com or find yourself a brochure at any pickup point in town. You had the launch there of the brochure for IndieCork. I think it was last week it was. That's right, yeah. Um, heading into the festival happening next week. How did the launch go and what has the reception been like? It's been great. Uh, we've been on the scene now for, this is our seventh year, mm. incredibly. It seems to have gone by in a flash. And every year the festival gets... Uh, um, more uh, respect, uh, bigger audiences, and um, uh, you know more interest for media and everywhere else. We um, and the launch was terrific. We had about oh, we had about sixty uh, odd people coming to toast us. A lot of them filmmakers, a lot of the musicians, a lot of people uh, who are kind of part of the um, I suppose the, you might call the the, the media and creative crowd around the town, and um, all very all very uh, glad to see us back. I was chatting with Mick Hannigan for The Echo, which, by the way, goes out tomorrow, support local media and buy a paper. And he mentions that this feels very much like a coming-of-age instalment of the festival for you. Um, there's a huge variety of things happening, coming not only from the community, but also from bigger Irish and independent distributors. There's a huge programme of film happening up and down the card from various festivals around the world, like Berlin, Cannes, Sundance. Uh, etc. So, I mean, it feels as though the festival is established, not that it hasn't been before, but it very definitely feels as though there's a confidence about the festival that hasn't necessarily been there before. Well, we're new kids on the block as far as festivals are concerned, but we're, uh, um, we've got a lot of experience between us mm. and a lot of good connections between us. And we, we're often out and about there at other people's festivals too. So people know about us and we get, uh, uh, look, this, this year we're getting films straight from the back of uh, um, Toronto Film Festival. We've got uh, the closing film in Cannes. These are all, uh, you know, big, uh, very highly respectable films, and we're, we're, you know, they're coming our way, which is great to see. It's amazing that your reputation has spread so far and why that they are in fact coming your way. But we'll talk a little bit about Indie Cork a little bit later on. But you know, you've been an important part of Indie Cork's music programming for the last seven years. Uh, in addition to this and before this, you were a central part of ethnomusicology in UCC. You're an accomplished sound artist, a world-travelled musician in your own right. Uh, maybe talk to us a little bit, I suppose, about your own musical roots and the path that led you to Indie Cork in the first place, both as a programmer and as a sound artist in your own right. Well, it's, a, it's obviously it's a long and tangled story, but uh, to, I suppose my first interest in music was uh, uh, as a teenager, like everyone else. 
I grew up um, in the period when uh, David Bowie and um, T-Rex were blasting out. When you were about 13, it was just fantastic pop music and um, very exciting stuff. And then, of course, you sort of spread it in every other direction and you incorporate punk and you incorporate everything. Once you get bitten, you, you sort of suck in all the music from everywhere. And I, grew up in the, and I grew up in the island of Jersey, so there wasn't very much really going on there. But I was one of these um, uh, sad creatures who was uh, addicted to the... Um, the, the shortwave radio so I'd be listening ah. to absolutely everything out there were you a DXer oh, oh well I did try that but it was a bit of a yeah well it was a not a big thing in Jersey we I use it mostly for insulting people sure that's how, how we use any media really <laughs> more so than anything else um, DXing has reached its way to me second hand just via listening to like old recordings of shortwave radio stations yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd find in the shortwave radio archive just at a time when shortwave radio brought the world to your living room or to your room before the internet before everything else had the ability to do so and just listening to people kind of reading out letters that they got sent from around the world so the, the interesting thing about the shortwave stuff is that it, it sounded like it was a long way away if you listen to <laughs> I mean now of course course you can pick up digital stations from anywhere in the world and it all sounds crystal clear but when you were um, in in the you know the 70s and 80s you when you heard radio albania it did sound like it was only barely reaching you and then yeah. sometimes you could pick up uh, arabic stations because they had strong transmitters and you just about pick up uh, what i found out later to be egyptian music so you'd be picking up these things but it would come and go and crackle and you had this real sense of distance and adventure on the horizon it was lovely so would that be the beginning of your ethnomusicology career i suppose it was i, I suppose you uh, you you know you you come across th lots of different music in your own sphere mm. and then you come across something which just knocks you sideways and you think what the hell is going on there what is she <laughs> not only what is she singing about but those notes are wrong the rhythm's wrong or what is that how could and it's a puzzle yeah. And I suppose it's a, it's a puzzle that I've been trying to uh, untangle ever since. You know, it's a curiosity. What brings you to Cork then uh, ah. while pursuing ethnomusicology as an academic interest? Uh, well, uh, most of my work has been uh, in North African music. And so there was that connection. And um, I, I came to Ireland um, originally to study it in Belfast. So I was in Belfast for about 16 odd years, something like that. And then um, through uh, romantic gravity, let's say, I was drawn south about, um, uh, when was that, about uh, 2006. Romantically drawn to the city, was it? Yes, yes, drawn to a particular person rather, oh, than, right. rather than, well, I mean, the city, <laughs> the, city. Is, the city is there, of course. It is the, it is the oyster in which the pearl resides. Excellent. <laughs> so, um, uh, but this is why I'm here. And I was fortunate enough to uh, work for a while at, uh, at UCC, and there were some terrific people there. And um, you know, big interest in ethnomusicology, obviously. People in, uh, in Ireland love music, and they've got very curious ears about every kind of music that's going on. So it was a very vibrant place to be. I think that's because you can hear elements of Irish music across a wide swathe of pop music. So that same ear that trains you to the various lilts and bits and pieces that you hear uh, can be the same ear that leads you to identify or hunger for other things that you hear closer to home. I think what's interesting about um, Ireland is that uh, people never really turned their back on traditional music. And so if you're open to traditional music from one place, 
you're kind of curious about traditional music from other places. And a lot of other countries which, are more, which became more industrialized became a bit embarrassed about folk musics. And uh, you know, and 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 to their detriment, really, because they uh, they lost a lot of their their heritage in around Victorian times. So that didn't quite happen. And of course, uh, as Irish music trad, trad music became a kind of badge of identity, it's even more reason to ha hold on to it when you're trying to, to you know establish an independent country. Exactly. Not to mention, as the years have rolled on and different social uh, phenomena have afflicted the country. There always seems to be a return to traditional and folk musics in Ireland to help identify a working class or a radical lexicon of song and of identifiability, whether that's Christy Moore with Ordinary Man or Lancome and the like happening this or oh, in the past like 10 years. Lancome, so. terrific, yeah. Just executing folk and traditional music with the purpose it was supposed to do as opposed to just presenting a sanitized version as well. I mean, I can only imagine that that's the joy of looking at it from an academic perspective as well. But, um, as oh, but looking at it in an academic perspective can suck all the joy out of it, I can assure you, Mike. Well, then that leads to the next <laughs> question. So how do you take... I suppose all of this interest and all of this data that you've accrued over the years regarding music, etc., and transfer it to, I suppose, lectures in either music appreciation or in the theory and history behind music. Talk to us a little bit about kind of just, just quantifying everything that's in your head. Oh, I oh, just in a few minutes, talk about everything. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose when you're interested in something academic, you, you, you're, one question leads to another, basically. You like the music. Uh, you're curious about the music, but but why do people use it in that way? And why does it sound happy to some people and sad to other people? So it's, uh, I suppose you, you're interested in the cultures in which the music exists. And that ends up to even more questions. So like, you know, why is this music associated with women? And why is this one associated with men? Why is this one patriotic and this one rebellious? Yeah. And so it kind of leads you down into more and more questions. And it's a bottomless pit of unanswerable questions. But the, uh, but if you've got the curiosity, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, fascinating. Your own curiosity with events. And I met you via uh, various events that you would have been putting on in Cork. Uh, the Wake for Captain Beefheart in 2011, I think it was. Rest in peace. By the time 2013 rolled around, Indie Cork Film Festival was ready for its first programme of independent film with a particular emphasis on locally created content, Irish shorts and an eclectic selection of international film. Uh, you were involved from the very first year regarding music programming, uh, having had an existing relationship in cultural circles uh, with Mick Hannigan and Una Feely, among others uh, on the managing committee of Indie Cork. Talk to us a little bit, I suppose, about how you came to join the crew, how you came to kind of help put together the mission statement, the cooperative model of Indie Cork, hmm. um, and how music in particular was factored into its identity from an early stage. Okay, well, I mean, in a sense, you know, uh, uh Mick and Una brought all the expertise to, about film in the first place. So if I was going to be involved in it, music was the thing that I could bring. But um, IndieCorp started at a, at a, a period of uh, recession when funding for all sorts of arts was being dropped and cut and um, um, funded organizations were heading towards much more of a mainstream uh, diet of you know production for people and we were concerned about um, 
having uh, about losing the edge of, of stuff you know the stuff with emerging artists and emerging music and things that were never going to be exactly commercial but worth exploring and that's in a way what the area that indie cork is interested in that we were all interested in was this this uh, i suppose this fringe of creativity rather than the finished uh, glossy products that you'd, you'd see in other places so um uh, we got together and we decided from the outset to run this as a uh, as a cooperative. In fact, what we used was uh, the model of uh, Cork City Football Club, hey. and um, we're, we're set up in a we're very similar structure to them, where every member of the of the fest of the festival uh, um, owns a share. So in a way, it's uh, it's collectively owned and responsible to its members. And the reason we did that was because, it, in a way, it's a it's a it's a more reliable kind of funding. You're not dependent on grants in particular, and also it uh, meant that it was more resilient to uh, to sort of pressures from funders. If it comes to it, we um, we can do absolutely anything we like because we were truly independent. So we were independent in the kind of uh, in our approach to programming, and um, independent in the way that we're st we're structured. So we walk and we talk the same way. When we come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the role of music in the consolidation of Indie Cork as a festival presence in the city. But right now, we're going to go to a bit of an innovation that Indie Cork has brought in in recent years, and that would be the Indie Cork Emerging Music Artist Award. Mm -hmm. uh, for the last number of years, an award has gone at the end of festival season to one of the musicians performing uh, over the course of the bill. And we have two former winners coming up right now. First, we have the 2016 winners, I believe, with Crevice, uh, with In Heart. Crevice are a fan uh, fantastic. I mean, the, the live gigs are so atmospheric and the music draws you in. To every, every whisper, every squawk of the synthesizers. They've got a, a lovely uh, sensibility to what they do. And um, uh, I, I love seeing them. We, um, the, the award itself is for uh, uh, innovation and um, for a sort of an independent spirit. So we're looking for something that's distinctive. It doesn't get more independent or distinctly spirited in Irish hip hop than the 2017 winner of the Indie Cork Music Award, uh, Speculative Fiction and Mankey, uh, with the first EP of their creative pairing, Effigies, which got a performance from start to finish, I believe, at one of the prior incarnations of Indie Cork, and from what I can ascertain, won the award fairly handy that year. Oh yes, yeah, and it was brilliant to bring uh, uh, the hip-hop community into what Indie Cork does, because we, uh, we work by making partnerships with people. And I didn't even realise how lively and vibrant the, the scene was until we started uh, bringing, you know, this, uh, they were invited to put on a night for us. And it was terrific. And the, uh, the, there's a real interesting hip-hop scene, not, uh, not just in Cork, but uh, in Munster, which, mm. uh, which I think is uh, very exciting. It has all manner of different regional accents from Limerick to Clare to Waterford. Yeah, to but they, they, they're, they're serious people, you know, and they, yeah. they put a lot of uh, creativity and thought into the, the lyrics and the performance. Take it, they're serious musicians, and it's great. And we're going to hear a little bit from Speculative Fiction in a moment, but first, this is Crevice with In Heart here on Red on Red. Thank you. 
hit on my mind like a ten-ton anvil Should've dropped up the outright havoc Grey matter is frail and banjack Stout and a cork in the rough Atlantic Hit thumps like a thunder cracking Fed up with the skull I'm trafting Need to get out, should've bunk a taxi Can't scoot off with the flux get pastor Self-load and puppet master Tugging our strings to his own disaster Marionettes are left tangled I'd be better off as a lonely dancer In a slump even I can't understand it Anxious panic like lungs are collapsing I just wanna quit and chop my angers to the wind To the cyclone passes The mind is a region designed to sow season So you wanna stay mindful of the harvest you're reaping Tarnishing achievements The arsenal's depleted Courage up and leaves you like the girl from Ipanema From the incubator to the fibrillator Every filthy crater's on the brink of failure you can tip the scale till it's in your favour Are you fit to play? Is it in your nature? Will you wilt away and let the illness take you? There is no false destiny There's just choice essentially Politicians, we easy pickings. It's the politics of the spot that you live in. Not the doll, give a fuck about the tea shop. The shadiness on the sunny side of the street. It's the money I believe in. Too preoccupied for happiness. Gotta pull my weight. It's a good thing I'm skinny, though. Got a full plate. Cause this rap shit's not attractive or practical to my family. A fantasy is what they see in fairy tales and fallacies. When all is said and done, they all talked and got nothing done. Speculative Fiction featuring the artist formerly known as Jonan DK <laughs> with Rattlesnake taken from Speculative Fiction and Mankey's Effigies EP available through Bandcamp. This is Red on Red and we are still joined in studio by Tony Langwa of Indie Cork ahead of the festival happening next week, October 6th to 13th. Film, music and independent culture celebrated in its entirety. For more information and a digital copy of the programme, be sure to check out IndieCork.com or pick up a physical program at pickup points around the city. Now, before the jump, Tony, we were talking a little bit about how IndieCork came together and yeah. its mission statement. And now seems an apt time to talk about the music program regarding IndieCork. We've just heard two former music award winners just sure. there. Um, 
when you got handed the brief, so to speak, to come up with a program for music or to really kind of shape how music was going to factor into Indie Cork in the first place. Um, kind of talk to us a little bit about the process you went through with kind of knocking together what a program would look and sound like. Um, you know, discussions with Nick and Una about contributing that aspect of it and kind of what your plan was or your vision was initially for music in Indie Cork. Well, with all these things, you know, you, you tend to go for things that you like. And um, I like things which are a little off-centre, a little interesting. Cork's got a great reputation for that kind of music, has but has had for decades, and um, it's uh, uh, that's something we wanted to show, a kind of showcase of what's going on here. Um, so to give a platform to people who are producing music, doing interesting work, original work, but also to to bring in people from roundabouts. The country and beyond. Last year we had a um, um, a guest performer, Aki Askerson from uh, from Iceland, and he was remarkable. And people had never seen anything like it. Um, so we have a we have a, a mix of lash, local, national, and international things. Um, so amongst the people that we've had, we've had, um, we had. Um, Woven Skull, I think even in our first year we had Woven Skull down from Sligo and they were terrific. And that that's hit exactly the kind of tone that we wanted, which was a bit uh, rough and ready, a bit experimental, but you know, a wide enough audience for it to be appreciated. We also work with sound artists from time to time. Uh, Cork has got a terrific reputation for sound artists, with Danny McCarthy, Mick O'Shea, you know, the whole crowd of people there with a very vi- very vibrant scene going on. Um, the, every every um, second Wednesday of the month, go down to the the Shopper Gananam and uh, see what's going on there. Zolala Club. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic it's space brilliant. run by uh, Kat and Robert. That's right, and it's buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. Always is. It's always full too. Anytime I go in there, it's always packed to the rafters. It is, and, it's, and none of it is... Uh, what you'd call mainstream music, and, and it's always got a good audience. Not um, at all. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, and it's it's terrific. So uh, there's a real healthy respect for that kind of thing going on here, and we wanted to showcase that, and you know, um, get a get a bit of exposure to people as as much as we can. That's what the awards is about. It's because everybody who plays with us is you know great and interesting in their own way yeah. but it's just to shed a bit of light on on people who are bringing things out and doing something and uh, if we can give them any help that's brilliant over the course of the last seven or so years not only has the spirit of independence carried the music program for IndyCorp, but also the spirit of collaboration. Myself, I believe I was involved with the music programme in 2015 and 2016 under one of my old promotion, marquees, etc., before encountering an afterlife as a music journalist. <laughs> um, yeah. But maybe talk to us a little bit, I suppose, about the process of reaching out to people and establishing those partnerships, as you've mentioned, that have been so important to it. Um, again, over the last couple of years, as you've mentioned, you've not only brought artists in from all over town, but you've worked with independent promoters. You've worked with artists in and of their own space and time, curating their own bills, etc. Maybe talk to us a little bit about the process of kind of heading out and identifying people that Indie Cork can collaborate with to create and bring something new to the table every year. Well, actually, it's a lot simpler than it sounds because our resources are very thin. 
impact in reality. So we like to work with partners because they bring in not only uh, uh, some very talented connections, but they've also got their own audiences. So it works as a as a partnership. Um, but in the past, we've worked with uh, yourself. You brought in some great rock gigs uh, and film. Uh, we've worked with uh, um, Cosmonaut with uh, Cormac Daly. We've Shout had, out. Yeah. We've had, uh, and uh, and of course, the wonderful Albert and Penske records. He, uh, we've had, a, I think, three years. He's done a night with us. And that's a great way of collaborating because they get, a, a, you know, a little bit of exposure in a festival. They get carte blanche to do what they want that evening. And for us, it's spreading the awareness of what we're up to. And what we hope is that people who come to the gigs will pick up a film program and say, oh, that's really interesting. Or that people will go to the film and say, oh, look, they're putting on music after the after the film let's go to see that because these days it's all, all they're all just media arts and there's an awful overlap between them um, whether it be experimental or mainstream you know the sound design music design um, aesthetics live performance aesthetics they're all it's all uh, you know we see we, so we see no uh, real barrier between them and it's uh, it, and it's there are areas of interest. So frequently when we have uh, musicians play, we ask them to play with film, with visuals, with uh, um, uh, people projecting film over them or collaborating with visual artists. So it's, um, it's, there's, a, there's a great overlap and it's always a creative overlap and that's the sort of thing we're looking for. I was about to ask you really about your take on the complementarity of the music and film media. We'll discuss that in a little while because we'll be going over the music programme for Indie Cork a little bit later on, sure. including Ronan Leonard's Cinecule on Monday the 7th. But also on the topic of Cinecule, which has been a recurring theme in Indie Cork in recent years, uh, Ronan, of course, has screened not only documentaries, but music videos, promos and related pieces of film over the years with Indie Cork. And to me, that's a perfect example of the synergy between media that Indie Cork strives to put forward. Maybe talk to us a little bit about how Cinecule and Ronan Leonard in particular have kind of left their stamp on the annual programming of the music side of the festival. Well, Ronan is not just a, you know, a wonderful character. He's also uh, on the committee of uh, Indie Cork. So he's uh, one of the people who gives shape to the whole project. He's um, Cinecole is, is turned into a bit of an institution now, and the, what it's about is putting on the best uh, and freshest local music video and showcasing what's going on really this year. And it's interesting, it's interesting in all sorts of areas, in, in particular that the musicians tend to come and watch themselves because they've usually only seen um, the, you know, the, the, the video in small screens with uh, small speakers. So they come and they see the thing and they all, it's a, it's a great place to meet the people involved. And for people, that, you know, for the curious, you get to see videos, all, nearly all of them produced locally, which have got a, a local places in them and lo you know, every, local filmmakers. Mm. It's a sort of celebration of what's going on in Cork over the last year. 
and it's a really strong start to a music platform that we'll go into more detail oh, on. And it's great fun, yeah. In a little bit later on. But before we get to any of that, the importance of the Black Knight Festival Centre cannot be underestimated to the festival. It's going to be the centre not only of select screenings, but also of most of the live music programme happening over the course of the festival. Maybe talk to us a little bit about Indie Cork's relationship with Dali. I know it's been kind of developing for the last year or two now as well, and just kind of re-entering that space on Kerry's Lane upstairs, mm-hmm. having been in existence in so many other guises over the years, and just how, you know, the openness of things happening in there, its status as a city central space for independent music kind of mm. jives with the Indie Cork music programme. Yeah, well, um, the Dali's, um, which for the purpose of our festival is named for our sponsor, the um, Black Knight Solutions, who back us, you know, very generously over the last few years. Uh, The people at Dali's are terrific to work with. Hope and Steve are very generous. They open the doors to us and and basically let us do what we want for a week, which is terrific. um, And what's very nice for us is not only to see the... um, that venue up and running again because it was lights out for a few years Mm -hmm. but of course it was once a cinema uh, and it's got all the original ceiling uh, from a a, a very classy cinema from years ago so it's it's a a brilliant venue Um, what we do is we use it for all sorts of purposes we use it for talks there's a, a poetry competition takes place in there. We, we have scr- screenings during the day, and we have uh, music events in, in the evening. So we, you know, from lunchtime on, there's usually lots going on in in, uh, in the Black Knight Centre. And it's an incredible vibe to have in that particular room upstairs. Again, not only its history as a cinema, but just as it stands as a venue now. Uh, especially the refurbishment that has taken on the new sound system that's in there in particular. Um, it seems to be an incredible partner for IndyCork going forward and in particular establishing that independent um, identity at the heart of the city centre. Oh yeah, and it's a, it's a perfect size in a way because it's, uh, it's not, uh, it's not a, a gigantic garage, you know, it's, it's got a bit of character and um, as you say, the sound system is terrific, the lighting is great. And everyone knows where it is, so it's, it's, it's a brilliant place to be. It's great to see it, uh, you know, uh, uh, doing a range of things in there as well. But Hope and Steve are, are great to, for coming up with all sorts of ideas for doing things there. When we come back, we'll preview the music programme happening at the Black Knight Festival Centre and in other locations over the course of Indie Cork Week. But first, we're going to go to two new releases happening from Cork artists and Cork-related artists that have just released in the past couple of weeks. We have Shukra with Notions, the first single from their debut long player. Uh, Tony, you may, you've had occasion to see them on a couple of times, haven't you? Shukra have been neighbours of ours where I live. In, in So uh, I know them quite well. They normally uh, pat my dog as I go out of the house. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and they've got a real sound of their own, which is very good. I mean, no one else is doing anything like that here. Speaking of people that are doing things their own way, uh, we have one half of Rusangano family with God Knows in collaboration with Cork-based rapper Outsider YP uh, with Clout9, a very poignant single uh, ruminating on the topic of mental health at a time when social media and other external factors play more of a role, I suppose, in the conversation regarding mental health than ever before. We'll hear from them momentarily, but first, this is Shukra with Notions here on Red on Red. Thank you. 
finesses, reckless expenses, it all adds up. Multiply the fear, take away the pain, divide the zans. Amongst the hurt, come work out this sum. Oh, what a feeling to be this numb. I'm out here, I don't go outside. Let my emotions go inside. Look at my mum's gen with a side eye. My gen was defined by Mr. Bright Side. Good grief, bad credit, loneliness and amazing nights. I fight for my rights, break away my wrongs. Therapy's long, but at least it's there. Hey doctor, what's your synopsis? Let me guess, just a little more exercise. Old jokes aside, shout out to the south side. Some still getting found on the riverside. I've been going out since Sydney Samson. I'm still in the corner watching you kiss her. But still not the girl you're taking home. For some reason, it's still not hitting home. If you catch my drift, then you get my wave. I just wanna surf without getting tracked or seen. Lifeline burn like a cigarette Hype chasing like a venomous Cloud gang fish for the hell of it I stay real, they ain't feeling it I stay real, they ain't feeling it I stay real, yeah I don't follow rules or break the mold All your hating man is getting old Don't penetrate my heart, it's all that's cold Don't penetrate my heart, it's all that's froze Southside, I'd reside For this art of mine My life on the line Cloud chasing, no way Do this my own way Live at my own pace Paving my own way Cloud chasing, no way Do this my own way Live at my own pace Paving my own way I live life on the internet I live life on the internet I live life on the internet. I live life. I live. I live. I live life on the internet. 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 I live my own way. I live my own way. All I'm trying to say is we're not like you, we got a different hue Instant grab, not stuck in the queue Same landscape, just a different view Informate us man, like they like made you Yeah, we slack off like we got the knack off You been the world that we got head off And get tips twice like the chips when we know what's in them It's been in our denim, the venom Looking for peace in the hell we dwelling Some take L's between E's like Ellen Some take degrees, still not excelling Look at my pop's gen with a side eye My gen was divided by Mr. Brightside Go and let me paint the world so I paint to myself Colorful hair, don't care What's in my ears? What's in my nose? All these piercings, the world keeps stabbing. I'm actually numb to it. Look what they done to us. Then put the blame on us. Fentanyl, Adderall, I don't know anymore. Why do I feel like I'm not me without the alcohol? Outsider YP and God Knows with Clout9 available now across all streaming services and a video on YouTube. This is Red on Red, still joined in studio by Indie Cork music maestro Tony Langwa. And right about now, we're going to check out the Black Knight Festival Centre programme, which hosts a majority of live music and related screenings happening between October 7th and 13th as part of Indie Cork Festival. For more information and to check out the programme from which we are pulling all of this information, head to IndieCork.com or take a physical programme out wherever you find it in the city centre. And things kick off 
on Monday, October the 7th. We've discussed Cinecool a little bit before the jump. That's kicking off at 8pm at the Bridge Bar on Bridge Street. And, you know, really that whole area of town between the brew on one end and the corner house and the Chenet on on the other. Uh, it's really kind of a, an un- underrated gem when it comes to culture in the city centre. And the bridge has kind of played host to one or two of Ronan's activities over the last couple of months there. Um, smaller spaces like the bridge or like the roundy closer to town, etc., have really been important to putting on more eclectic events for festival buildings over the years, haven't they? I think so. And it sort of makes it the, the, the environment and the environment more diverse as well, you know, because it, you, there are big places, small places, little nooks and crannies. They're all very important. And I guess as we see the city develop in the next few years, we've got that new bridge coming uh, that's come over from the other side of uh, uh, the river. Mm. Going to get up to McCurtain Street. These things may be becoming more joined up as as uh, you know as the city develops over the next few years. It'll be interesting to see. But that's happening on the Monday. Uh, and it's about an hour or so worth of music videos yep. and short music documentaries curated, hosted and presented by Ronan Leonard. That's kick off at 8 o'clock. Admission is free on Monday, October 7th. Tuesday, October the 8th at the Black Knight Festival Centre in Dali. 8 o'clock sees one of the most unlikely comebacks to happen in Cork music in recent years. The 10th anniversary of mockumentary masterpiece Steamin' and Dreamin' The Grandmaster Cash Story sees some of the filmmakers and documentary subjects behind the film as part of a screening for its 10th anniversary. It's first time on the big screen since its release in 2009. And, you know, uh, it's one of those things where I believe Robert Cashman is threatening to make an appearance at uh, the Black Knight Festival Centre. We know that Dr. Fiekenstein, uh, the blood rival of Grandmaster Cash's, as documented throughout the show, uh, has been signed on for a video message, etc. Talk to us a little bit about what anyone can hope to expect from from the Tuesday night's uh, proceedings? Well, it's going to be an event uh, uh, to be at. There's um, obviously we're going to be showing the film again, yeah. the, the the mockumentary about Grandmaster Cash, which has become really a local cult classic. And the interesting thing is, it's going to be shown almost to the day in the very venue that it was last shown in. Yeah. So so there's a bit of a kind of, a, you know, a big a cycle closing there. But Do you think we'll have people from Rochestown and Carrigaline coming? Might the happen. Event? It might happen. Ooh. The, uh, the, the Carrigaline posse, mm. the, the still saw after all these years. Is it, is, is, is it a matter of the kind of room is divided <laughs> in two, so to speak? Well, we might have to we might have to bring in extra security for that kind of thing. Now, you've been involved in the organisation as well. Mm-hmm. Has Robert Cashman been a collaborative partner in putting this together? Have you had much collaboration with him, etc.? Because I understand that the documentaries, creators and the filmmakers involved will be having a Q&A. But regarding the subject of the documentary himself? I, I can't I can't promise there'll be a personal appearance, but there's there are many rumours that uh, there may well be during the event. There's going to be what what I can tell you about, though, is that it's going to be uh, accompanied by a short film made by Sean O'Connor, the director of the, of the original Excellent. film, which will be a kind of update on what happened to Grandmaster Cash. And so it'll be a kind of a, a revisitation of the, of the scene of the crime. And then after the, uh, the Q&As with uh, members of the cast and the director, 
We're going to be entertained by Cork's very own Stevie G. The man himself, Friday nights on Red FM, 7 to 10 p.m. with the old school party. All manner of Cork hip-hop chaos at Dali on the Tuesday night. Tickets a tenor in the door. Also at Dali, Wednesday, October the 9th is a rather interesting one regarding the relationship between Cork and a legendary rock and roll album. Uh, The Beatle Bums, uh, a local supergroup comprised of Cork musicians, will take on from start to finish the Beatles' White Album. And if ever there was a mixed bag of pop new, of the very earliest alternative rock advances, of social commentary and of all of the things that lie in between regarding the crossovers between the pop rock of the time and psychedelia, uh, the White Album is certainly the Venn diagram that uh, everything kind of seems to fall into awkwardly. Um, talk to us a little bit about how that comes together. The album is obviously... a, a it's more than a classic it's it's like a cultural institution now then there are there's always a, a, a few tracks on it that everybody hates and there's a few that they absolutely love and it's a, a, a weird collection of uh, uh, of songs and pieces of music at a time when uh, the beatles were barely talking to one another let alone uh, let alone the rest of the world so it's a peculiar record full of um, odd angles and odd tunes and the remarkable thing is that uh, uh, it's now 51 years old and um, it's, you, you will never hear the whole thing played all in one row. So we, the Beatle Bums are a, a group of local musicians, many of them known from all their other collaborations and different bands. And they're going to be, um, they're going to be playing it as an event. This isn't a, a kind of a, a tribute band dressed up as the Beatles or pretending to be the Beatles. This yeah. is about the music. Uh, they did this once uh, a few months ago at Collins, and it was a huge success. And I can see this being quite an event. I mean, it'll be uh, because really this is a uh, for anyone who likes music of any generation. There's something there to be really yeah, you know, excited about. That's happening Wednesday, October 9th at Dali. Kickoff is at 7.30pm. Door tax is €8. Euro. Uh, the following night then moves the action to the rather more intimate confines of the Shandon Guest House on Chapel Street, just off of Shandon Street in Cork City, where a live performance and response to the legacy of Ultra Rock Forefather Scott Walker happens. Uh, yourself, Danny McCarthy... Um, Max Lacane and a number of other sound artists are gathering at the guest house to really pay worship and tribute to the latter day legacy of Scott Walker and his amblings away from the rock mainstream. <laughs> well, if, if anyone um, isn't aware of Scott Walker, he was uh, a huge sort of boy band uh, pinup in the 1960s with glowing blonde locks who when he went solo produced some of the most amazing um, some might argue very self-indulgent but very very beautiful records uh, just named Scott 1, Scott 2, Scott 3 very poetic, very earnest and, and beautifully arranged music absolutely lovely and then he went by various detours into all sorts of areas that possibly he shouldn't have been in country and western stage songs <laughs> there's a whole album of Jacques Brel songs he went everywhere that he could go well if Westlife can cover Brel then the oh well yeah exactly but he came back in in, in he's, he died this year and we wanted to do something this year to mark his passing 
Um, but in the last um, 20 years, his music has become more angular, more strange, really sometimes very frightening, uh, with very <laughs> dark themes and strange collaborations with bands like Sun O and, um, you know, very stark music. So, he, uh, he, but he's a brave artist uh, who, who stuck to his guns and whether you like his early stuff or you like his later stuff or you, you, you like, you're open to both, it's, um, it's, 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 it was a very important person who really influenced so many other musicians uh, over, the, over his lifetime. Incredible influence he had. So what we're doing is marking his passing, but we're marking it um, not just by playing his records. We have a number of sound artists and um, performers who are going to uh, um, respond to his work. So sometimes they might be, some of them might be reworking words of his songs. Others might be using clips of his uh, backing tracks and remixing them. There'll be some songs. Some of them will be in the in the versions of his early songs sung in the style of his later songs <laughs> and uh, and so on so a lot of liberties would be taken with uh, the the works of scott walker but it'll be quite a, a remarkable evening i'm really excited about it so that's happening at the shandon guest house on chapel street just off of shandon street on thursday october the 10th kickoff at 7 p.m and door tax is six euro uh, the last of the music program in earnest happens on the Friday night, October the 11th, back at the Black Knight Solutions Festival Centre at Dali, where a double bill of DIY Irish independent music is happening. And it's a really, really special lineup. Kicking off the billing will be a Cork excursion from Sligo's foremost pop star um, <laughs> and his Cork based collaborators uh, in Miles Manley. And his Some Songs LP from a number of years ago was just a tremendous look into this. A genius that is really just idiosyncratic in and of itself. Uh, his accent, his songwriting, his tendencies are all 110% his own. Uh, and it's a kind of genius that, you know, really doesn't benefit from people attempting to label it and shoehorn it into anything else. I mean, you've encountered his stuff in the past, Tony. Yes, yes. I mean, some people might uh, uh, call his uh, his oeuvre a little quirky, mm. but it's it's not that. He's just got a, a, a little world of his own, really, which makes perfect sense when you're within it. And there's some interesting rhythms, but none of it strays too far away from, you know, uh, melodic pop music at the same time it's it's, uh, it's very accessible but also a bit odd and it's a it's it's oddly beautiful so he's a he's a a, ter a terrific musician and the band are great mm. uh they doing soul of kelly soul of kelly probably uh, well let's say probably the uh, uh one of the best drummers in Cork. <laughs> he's a terrific drummer Headlining that particular billing also is the final Lee side excursion of Mayo Punk's Shit Hot. And, you know, they've been a favourite of a lot of punks and psychedelic rockers and post-punks, uh, respectively, over the course of the last couple of years. And, you know, at a time when there's a lot of post-punk pretenders lining themselves up with nice kind of management deals, etc., and getting a lot of exposure in mainstream publications, it seems to be a bit of a shame that one of the island's forthright and authentic examples of post-punk and where punk should possibly be progressing is calling it a day. 
Yeah, it's it, it's a surprise, and so we're uh, we're lucky to get them. They they actually contacted me to see if we'd be interested in them playing about uh, two years ago, but the timing just never worked out. Uh, to be fair, uh, they they aren't headlining. Uh, it's a well, it's a double it's headlining. A double, yeah, it really is a double header because they're both excellent but very different. The only reason that uh, sh uh, shit hot are coming on later is they're considerably noisier, and they're um, yes. And um, and it's nice to go out with a bang, um, but they are they are terrific. I mean, uh, I, I like all their records, uh, but see them live, they're 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 quite something to behold. Be really full of energy and very raw sound. It's it's great. It'll be your very last chance to catch them in a venue lee site until a possible reunion tour when they're being cited as an influence 20 years later <laughs> by all these younger it. bands. Yeah. Uh, happening on Friday, October the 11th at the Black Knight Festival Centre at Dali. Kickoff at 7pm. All of these, I assume all of these gigs are happening like on normal time, kicking off early enough and not happening at Cork time. Uh, well, the uh, doors open, I guess, half an hour before we play, but they, okay. they'll be on time. And the door tax for the Friday, October 11th gig is €8. Uh, for more information on the individual gigs themselves, head along to IndieCork.com or pick up a physical brochure at any of the pickup points around the city. Uh, we're going to go to two tunes now from that particular line out as well. Um, we were talking a little bit about Grandmaster Cash and we have uh, possibly one of the magnum opus from the first Steaming and Dreaming film, the video for which you'll see actually as part of the film as it was filmed as a seg for it. Um, Grandmaster in the future, a an explorative piece of turn of the millennium hip-hop which posits an imaginary future wherein Grandmaster Cash uh, has implanted himself in the future and begins uh, a series of sexual conquests with the robot population of the future. Uh, do you care <laughs> to comment on this as a part of the Indie Cork uh, program for 20 Well, it's a, it's a vision of the future. Like, we'll, we'll just let it see. <laughs> it certainly does play into the likelihoods of what would happen if Grandmaster Cash was ever oh, faced yeah, in the future. Yeah, God forbid. Um, we also have Miles Manley with Pay Me What I'm Worth. Uh, a single from a couple of years ago which was accompanied with a particularly innovative video which saw him towing the line between 9 to 5 worker and Premier League soccer star mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh he, he's, a, he's a star he is a star he tells me he's a star you can only believe it if you see it you know exactly and we're going to hear from Miles Manley in a little bit but first of all in words that I thought I'd never hear on this particular podcast it's Grandmaster Cash with Grandmaster in the future here on Red on Red <laughs> close your eyes as we travel into the future to a place full of robots. In the future there'll be no peeps on the streets, just a load of robots making loads of bleeps. Running around with their shiny metal asses, too busy to be battled with races or classes. Grandmaster will be there all up in their face, trying to build a new human race. I don't really care about suckers or switches, all I wanna do is fuck robot bitches and get them up the pole with me human seeds, or they can squirt out babies like a factory. So I paint myself up all silver and shit, so that I'll fade in and get a robot bitch. In the future, it probably won't suit you. Fucking sexy robots, as long as I am on top. 
With a magnet and my cash, I can't resist this shit And you don't need a condom when you fuck a robot slit Soon enough, one comes my way With a look in her eyes that says she wants to get laid So I go to a hotel and walk into a room And take her upstairs to invent a metal room Lay her down in the bed and start poking her way Trying to avoid a robot lady spray She's moaning and groaning and she quivers and twitches The best thing about fucking robot bitches They always start beeping like a mate and call When they back a shit up on Grandmaster's bars Fucking robots in the future, boy. Yes. from behind like a robot mongrel cause if she went on top she snapped my dick like a pencil slapping her ass like a jockey on a horse she's climaxing while she screams herself horse and while it buzz me nutty grab a robot feet my job is over download complete grandmaster cash a young man in his prime fucking robot bitch just hopped in that future doesn't look too bad be serious robot bills are mad for the cock same as normal bills really I suppose yes Friday, October the 11th at the Black Knight Festival Centre for Indie Cork Festival at Dally on Carey's Lane. Playing with Shit Hot, who we'll hear from in a little while. Door tax is €8 on the night. This is Red on Red, joined in studio by Indie Cork Festival musical director Tony Langwa. And Tony, before we wrap it up for this instalment of the show, uh, the floor is yours. Any plugs, any shout-outs... Uh, any shopping lists or curses that you wish to publicly inflict on people 
I would just invite anyone to come and see what we've got. We're very proud of the program. We've got all sorts of stuff there. Um, we've, we are starting and finishing films, uh, great Irish films. We've got cork films. We've got every kind of thing. I would uh, just go and see the rich stuff that we've got. And you'll, you'll, I think everyone would be impressed. For an in-depth look at the Indie Cork Festival programme in particular, make sure to check out The Echo tomorrow morning, I believe, in the downtown section uh, where you'll have a two-page chat with Mick Hannigan, a detailed run-through of the music programme to accompany you alongside listening to this, and a rundown of the Creative Cork screening programmes. All in your local media, support local arts journalism and hashtag buy a paper. Indie Cork Film and Music Festival happening at venues around Cork City, including Dali, The Gate Cinema and a whole bunch of others from Sunday, October 6th to Sunday, October 13th. For more information, tickets and a downloadable digital program, head to IndieCork.com. And as Tony has stated there, it, the physical program is available from dozens of pickup points it's around all the over city the centre. Place. It's, a, it's a beautiful purple thing with bug eyes. You certainly can. I'm after picking up my copy already. I was able to find some in uh, areas in the city centre, places like the Key Co-op, oh, uh, yeah. many of the gig venues, cafes, etc. Bradley's have loads. Bradley's in particular have loads. Always a great place for stocking physical media, I find <laughs> yeah, as well, uh, over the course of my adventures. With I'm the often media. getting stocked at Bradley's. You should all, well, one should always get stocked. <laughs> if they're supporting independent music in Cork, one should stock themselves up as much as they can at Bradley's on North Main Street, where you can find lots of the Indie Cork programme. But that's about all from this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from Red FM and redextra.ie. Thank you very much to Tony Langwa for joining us this episode. Very welcome. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share this on your social media and make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig. And if you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen in to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM 104 to 106. You're leaving us with Shit Hot uh, with a single of theirs, Puma. And, you know, there's not a whole bunch that we can say about Shit Hot that we haven't already kind of covered. Uh, there's not a whole bunch more that perhaps history won't be able to say for people when all is said and done. Mm. But maybe talk to us a little bit about the track. Oh, it's just, uh, I don't know what it's about at all. It's just wonderful. <laughs> just come and see them. They're great. You're about to get an earful right now. This is Shit Hot with Puma. This has been Red on Red. And we'll talk to you next week.
Red on Red. Exactly. Jesus, hang on, let me... Excuse me, Jesus. Let me start it again. So the, the captain. Exactly. The that's captain the speaks. That's his, that, that's his spirit moving through me. 